Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. You have this tangible, visible reminder that no one knows is your secret desire or wish, but then in your busy life, when you're distracted by a million things and the demands of our busy modern lives, you look at your wish beads jewelry and you're like, right. I'm gonna drink from that energy. I'm gonna stay focused and know that this is a priority. Uh, This is the season that I'm going to take action towards my deepest desires so I can remember what matters most in my life. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello and a warm welcome back to the podcast. So we are talking everything joyful, magical, abundance, and we are really delving in today to what the number one thing you can do to help you really manifest and have the lifestyle you really deserve, the lifestyle you really want, and also the face, the body, the mind that you want as well. I feel so passionate that we all deserve to live a really joyful life. And that's why I was so excited to have Alexa Fisher on the podcast. She is just so amazing. She is the founder of Wishbee's Beautiful Jewelry, and she is is also an author of the book Wish Work and her passion in life is to help us all manifest the life that we want. She believes as I do that we do deserve to live the very best life and be the best version of ourselves. So before we get into this gorgeous episode, I just wanted to remind you that my brand new book is coming out actually now it's beginning of October. If you live in the UK it will be 28th of September, but it's first week of October for everywhere else. So you can pre-order the Face Yoga Journal. And this is really very much related to what we're talking about today. So not only do you get a whole year's worth of face yoga techniques in the Face Yoga Journal, so you get 52 gorgeous techniques, but you also get lots of space to write down your intentions, what you would like to manifest when it comes to your face yoga, but also to your life. There are mantras in there to really help you on your way. Every week over the 52 weeks, you get a wellness hack, something you can very easily integrate into your day-to-day life. You have space to write your gratitudes. You have space to write your reflections at ends of each week. What went well, what didn't go well with face yoga, but also with life as well, you know, really delving into that. You have space to record when you did your face yoga, to record what parts of the face you worked on. So it really does help with that motivation 
motivation. And let's face it, we all need more motivation when it comes to our face, body and mind. So you can pre-order that now. If you go to the show notes, you can go on Amazon and it will be delivered to you. If you're in the UK, 28th of September, if you're anywhere else in the world, it will be, I believe, the 5th of October. So let's get into this week's episode, which is such a beautiful episode with the gorgeous Alexa Fisher. Alexa, thank you so much for coming on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to have you and we have rescheduled so many times and we were just saying before we started recording, everything is about perfect timing. So I feel like today is amazing. We're recording this 1st of September. I definitely feel here in the UK, the season has suddenly changed. We're into a new month, we're into a new season. So I feel like it's the perfect timing all round. Me too. I do love the energy of fall. It's sort of, there's this little anticipation. So this is the perfect way to kick off the new season. I love that. And actually, I would love to just start talking a little bit about that. I think that's a really just perfect place to start talking about the new season. Obviously, in the US, you call it fall, we call it autumn, but just going into that new phase. And I always find a perfect time to set intentions let go of what we no longer want to hold on to. So just like the tree shed their leaves, we can shed things that we no longer serve us and we no longer want to hold on to. And then we can start to think about what we want to bring into our life. Maybe you could start off by just talking a little bit to us about setting intentions and any sort of ways that you do it and ways that you teach people to do it as well. I think that would be a perfect starting point. Oh, absolutely. And I love this idea of a new beginning because it is this beginning of a clean slate. And so whether we artificially attach that to a season of the year or, you know, January 1st, um, there is this kind of reset that happens. So for me, when I'm thinking about intention setting, well, actually, let me go back a little bit because I think before the pandemic, you know, I'm a very ambitious person. I sort of have uh, a natural drive to create things and then put in the work to make them happen. And there's been various chapters of my career, so new seasons of my career. And yet, I think that because of uh, the intensity of the last you know year and a half, there has been a new perspective when it comes to setting intentions or goals. And it's not so much what we want to do, you know, those tangible goals, but also this reflection on how do we want to feel and what is a priority in our life uh, for ourselves, for our family, for our loved ones. So it's a really interesting layer as we move into a new season I live in Southern California and I, the other day, uh, was taking a meeting in, in Hollywood and I, I live in, uh, by the beach and it was the first day in a long time that I had spent, you know, traveling to a meeting, having a two hour meeting, coming back. And I used to run around like crazy in my life with meetings and this and driving all around the city. And after I reflected on the day that, that night, I thought, wow, I don't know if I want to make that kind of pace a priority anymore. And so here we are moving into the fall season and or the autumn season. And, 
you know, thinking about, okay, well, one aspect is what do I want to do? The tangible goals and wishes and dreams that I have for my business, but it's also about what's a priority in my life as a family? What is the priority for my self-care, taking time for myself? During the pandemic, we started swimming in the ocean at dawn about two or three times a week. And it was because we just had to get out. We had to do something physical to sort of relieve stress and connect with nature. And uh, even though life feels to be picking up again, cautiously, but, but it's picking up a little bit, kids are back in school, what is a priority? And, and to weave that into uh, my, the intentional way that I'm building my life. I love that. I think that's so, so important for us all to think about. And I think particularly as the world starts to open up again, you know, obviously we know COVID's still around, but in many, many countries now, we're able to have a little bit more freedom, so to speak. And I'm exactly the same with you. You know, I'm starting to get all these emails coming through that saying, you know, will you come to this event or will you speak at this thing? And for the last 18 months, I've done all of that from home, sat at my desk and it's been super easy. I've been in my slippers my pajama bottoms while I'm doing it <laughs> and suddenly it's just actually saying okay so some of these things really are going to work for me and I'm really going to make that a priority but actually other things maybe I need to say no to and maybe I need to let go of those things so I think that new season but also that step away from a lot of that lockdown and quarantine we've had from COVID allows us just to start to rethink really the way that maybe we've lived for years or even decades Right. And building new habits. And for me, you know, the idea of bringing in, I guess the two things that go hand in hand with me are creativity and self-care. And I don't think that I was aware that I had been, I would say like depriving myself a little bit of both more than I thought you know, as I said, swimming, I've lived by the ocean for 20 years. And before COVID, I didn't swim as much. I would go and the kids would be, you know, boogie boarding and whatever. And I would be reading a book or meditating or, you know, just doing something. And I just sort of made this story that like, well, I just don't really want to swim. You know, I don't, I don't it's not really, uh, I don't want to. And it was only when my son had come back from an invitation with friends of ours to go swimming at dawn and the look in his eye. And he said to me, you have to come. It's amazing. And it was that spark of joy that sparked my own curiosity to say, you know, that sounds awesome. Like I I want to try that. And suddenly just that just that awakening, I think that that is something that we can cultivate more in our lives as we move forward, as we chart the path for our future. And for me, in the work that I do with intention setting through Wish Beads and my book, Wish Work, it's about coming at our goals, dreams, and, and, and desires from a new creative place, not from the logical brain that's like, these are my actionable goals in the next three, six months, three years, whatever you want to do. Those That's great techniques, but it's coming from a different part of your brain. And with wish beads, the idea is to begin the journey with a guided visualization, using your imagination, your curiosity to imagine a moment in time where you're really living your wish as if it's already come true. Now, many people have conscious wishes, um, whether it's health or relationships or finances or whatever the case may be. 
But with a visualization, you almost suspend your conscious desires. Just say, don't try to force this. Just allow the experience to unfold and see what emerges. And this is a guided visualization, a meditation that I do through, um, you can sign up, you know, I do a monthly live one called a virtual wish circle. But the idea is to, when we suspend our conscious mind, we invite this image to appear and it may surprise us. It's really, it's like an amazing, valuable insight into what the deepest part of your being imagines feels really, really good. And so in the same way that my son's energy, that that twinkle in his eye opened up a door for me, the door was just the opportunity. And then it was the will, the action for me to say, okay, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to overcome my fear of the waves and see what this is like. And I think that in life, whether it is a recreational activity or maybe a new business you want to start or a new relationship you want to build, it's it's about staying open and curious enough to search for that energy, that that almost a little breadcrumbs of like, hmm, this feels, this could feel really good. I wonder what would happen if, and that's when you start taking action. That is just amazing. And visualization is such a powerful tool. And I really love how you've just explain that so beautifully. And I think that you probably feel the same as me. It's the number one way that we're going to reach our goals. We're going to feel joy in life. We're going to manifest abundance because unless we can see it and feel it and be it before it happens, it's very difficult for it to happen. I do, uh, um, in I train people to be face yoga teachers. And one thing I always say to people and almost every person that trains to be a face yoga teacher says to me, Danielle, how can I get lots of clients? Or Danielle, how can I grow my business? Or how can I get started with this? And I always say, imagine you have a magic wand, wave that magic wand, and then really see in your mind's eye or write it down on paper what your ideal week or month or year would look like because what is right for you is completely different maybe from what is right for somebody else you know there's no sort of exact roadmap to creating a career or business because we're also individual and some people and again in the context of a face yoga teaching you know some people may want to be seeing eight clients every day and be in a teaching in a beautiful spa and other people may say oh actually I want to teach from home via Zoom once a month and it's actually looking at what is right for you and I think that visualization not only when it comes to career but when it comes to everything is so so important do you do visualization yourself I do. And I actually use the technique. I'm leading wish circles privately and I lead wish circles every month. And I find that even though I'm the one leading it, I always get unbelievable insights into what I am desiring, but also I will revisit visions that I have and go deeper and get more insight from it. And inevitably what happens is from these visualizations, they don't exist in a vacuum. They're actually powerful roadmaps because they create a pin, a very specific moment and details that help you then figure out, well, how do I actually get there? Like if I see myself and I'm, you know, I'll just give you insights into one that I saw about a year ago was suddenly I was in Hawaii and I was, there was a boat that was, we were on an excursion and I was swimming and there were sea turtles near me. 
And I was like, what? And suddenly I could see and understood that I was leading a retreat in Hawaii. We were taking an excursion. It was a white boat. I saw these sea turtles. I felt the energy, the magic of being held by the ocean and the connection you know, with this beautiful old, old, old sea turtle. And actually the connection with the sea turtle made me feel so grounded and supported in a way. That's the best word I can use for it. So now what did I do like in real life after the fact, after the wish circle was over? Well, that week, well, immediately the next day, I went online, saw, got a beautiful picture of a sea turtle in the water that sort of echoed the vision that I had, and I put it as a screensaver on my desktop. So every time I sat down, I reconnected with that experience and had a visual reminder of the energy that I felt in the moment. And then on a very practical note, I contacted a friend of mine who I know arranges retreats in Hawaii. So I started a file that was like wish camp. This is what I'm calling my retreat. And I started just putting ideas there. So it's both sort of imaginative, but it's also very practical. And so you can, now that you've seen, put a pin in the map of where you want to go. It's not stuff in the clouds and, and, you know, just the stuff of your imagination. It's a practical, palpable tool for you to understand how are you going to take, what action steps do you actually need to take to get there. So when you are in your busy life, you can say, well, I'm going to take 10 minutes. I'm going to research available dates. Like when could I possibly do something like this and put it in my calendar, even if it's a year and a half from now? And how many people do you think I imagine? And what island do you think this is going to happen in? And, And you just start slowly, slowly working towards it. So it's not magic. I mean, it's exactly how I wrote my book. I just broke down, wrote an outline. How many chapters is it? Great. I'm going to write three chapters a week. That's it. I'm going to put the time in my calendar. I just sat down and was like, this is due this week. It wasn't somebody forcing me, although I did have a a deadline with my publisher, but you you just do the tiny steps and then voila, you're there. (laughs) You're there. All of a sudden it happens. Why? Because you set your intention, you saw it, you felt it, but then you did the work. So with wish beads, when you're seeing your visualization, you talk about writing it down. Essentially, the jewelry, all of my jewelry has a very special brass capsule. And you write your wish down, almost like the movie title of what you imagined. And you write it down on a tiny piece of paper that's included about the size of a fortune cookie message. And you roll it up and you tuck it inside the cylinder and tighten it tightly. So you've got this tiny little scroll that you carry with you surrounded by gorgeous gemstone beads. And then you have this tangible, visible reminder that no one knows is your secret desire or wish. But then in your busy life, when you're distracted by a million things and the demands of our busy modern lives, you look at your wish beads jewelry and you're like, right. I'm going to drink from that energy. I'm going to stay focused and know that this is a priority. Uh, This is the season that I'm going to take action towards my deepest desires so I can remember what matters most in my life. That's just so beautiful. And your jewelry is equally beautiful. And also, I wanted to say, I absolutely love your story about the sea turtle. Sea turtle is my spirit animal. And I just see, yeah. It's really, and I tell you, it was so significant for me when I was on my honeymoon and I was 
So I was 28 at the time. And I remember for years and years, I always used to see people snorkeling in the sea. So I grew up near the sea. And then whenever I went on holiday, I saw people. And for some reason, I was always so fearful of going snorkeling. Although I love swimming and I love the sea, just being surrounded by fish and sea animals, for some reason, I'd built this story and this narrative in my head Mm. that it was a really scary, fearful thing. And I remember it was about a week into a two-week honeymoon and myself and my husband were chatting to this other couple and they were saying to me oh you must snorkel we're in the Maldives it's beautiful it's the best place to snorkel and one day I said okay I'm just going to do it within probably one minute of getting in and snorkeling I saw the most beautiful sea turtle and it must have been maybe half a meter a meter away from me super super close to me I mean you could you could touch it if you wanted to and as soon as I saw that it was like oh my gosh Danielle what have you been so fearful about you created this narrative that this this thing that's so joyful and so amazing. And still to this day, those days that we spent stalking that, that following week, then we did it every single day. We went deep, deep out in the ocean. It was just amazing. And since then I've, I've been lucky enough to go back to the Maldives a few times and teach face yoga there. And again, done a lot of snorkeling there. And every time it's probably one of the most joyful things I've ever done because I'm such a ocean person, you know, I love the sea so much, but the sea turtle for me is so simple symbolic in terms oh. of overcoming fear so I just love that you you brought that in but that is a little side note no, I love so- that and you know I could have shared like I have so many different visions and whatever but it's funny oh. that that was the one that yes. came into my mind like I don't know it's so random I'll talk about the sea turtle one and ironically yes. I have to tell you that virtual wish circle that I did there were two other people who visualized sea turtles. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine like of all the things, you know, at the end of a wish circle, we, you know, people share and I talk about how you can bring that energy to your life right now. And, and I, you know, it came up as sea turtle. I was like, that's weird. I, I visualized a sea turtle. So I did too. What? So, you know, there's so many things that, you know, and that energy of like, wait, what? That's a coincidence. That's crazy. That energy of, noticing coincidences, to see the magic, to understand that there are so many things that are inexplicable that happen. And we think as humans, because we're so dying to be in control, that we know, we know what's happening. We know how to chart our lives and to make the right choices. But the truth is there is so much we don't know. Mm -hmm. And we don't know all of the ways in which we are supported in our growth, in our expansion, in our invisible lines of love and connection. And it is a philosophy. It's a, it's a way of living to believe that everything happens for a reason, that our challenges are our greatest lessons, um, to anchor ourselves in a perspective of positivity, to embrace change, not with criticism or clenching, but rather an openness. Again, going back to that energy of curiosity. And I was thinking about our conversation. And, and one thing that I wanted to bring up with you is that you know, I, I I talk a lot about in my work because prior to, to creating wish beads, and I still do this, but I teach a lot of confidence and communication classes and the power of positive self-talk, that self-love piece is so important, you know, cultivating this idea that you can be your best cheerleader. But for women, especially, I can't speak for men, but for women, especially that idea of looking in the mirror and 
instantly being critical of this line or this, you know, I look tired or, oh, like I would say that most women I've ever asked, what is the first thought that that pops into your mind when you look in the mirror? Is it positive or negative? Overwhelmingly negative. Now, years ago, I noticed that I had the lines that were forming. I'm 49 now, but lines that were forming in between my eyes. And instead of, you know, really beating myself up over it, and I and I don't, you know, I'm, I live in Los Angeles, but I don't do, do Botox or any of that stuff. But I brought my awareness that said, oh, I'm going to see, I'm just going to bring my awareness to if I hold tension in my face. Like this was before, you know, face yoga or anything like that. Do I hold tension in my face? And suddenly it was such an awakening to just bring my awareness, my gentle awareness that I hold where I could actually ease. And I thought, whoa, I bet I do that in a lot of places in my life. You know, because I'm a creator, because I have a desire to build things and share them with the world, there's an energy but it's such a much more powerful energy when you do that with ease and expansion and joy versus like clenching, grinding, holding. And it was funny because my my the muscles in my face were actually my first acknowledgement of, oh, what would it feel like to really relax my face, relax my perspective, to be in expansion rather than tension? I love that. And I think that's such an important point. And it's something which I talk about a lot as well, about how we as women, we as human beings, we look in the mirror and we become so self-critical of ourselves and something which I teach a lot alongside, you know, Mm. what people often see me doing, which is the facial exercise or the facial massage. What I teach a lot alongside that is using things like affirmations, visualizations, just helping us to get to that point, first of all, of self-acceptance then into self-gratitude and then if possible and it is completely possible of then self-love because actually I always say to people you know there's no point just exercising your face and massaging your face if you're not doing the mindset work as well you know you really need to get to a place where you're touching your face from a place of love and and you're working your face from a place of love and that's really when those results come and I think that links really beautifully to what you were talking about earlier in terms of the visualization Because actually when it comes to our face and actually even when it comes to our body, you know, for people that are are wanting to maybe tone up their body or maybe lose weight or get fitter, visualization can help with all that as well, can't it? Um, Absolutely. And I think that, you know, lately I've been really going back to this idea that we already have what we desire, We already have what we desire. And this idea that let's say you're looking for love, if you are showering yourself with love, and that can be loving thoughts, loving touches, you know, self-love, you are going to fill that well. And then from that, you know, being full, being full of love, ironically, that attracts more love. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that when we can shift the perspective, instead of feeling disempowered by what we lack, 
Um, but recognizing, huh, how can I satisfy this desire right now instead of seeking outside myself? And it feels like a much more empowered place. So let's say you want to activate something in your life, begin with visualization, begin by taking some actions. I have people ask me about what stone helps with this and what stone helps with that. I was texting with someone yesterday and I said, it's even just so powerful. Take your shoes off, go outside, put your soles of your feet on the earth, get grounded Yes, there are stones that can help you with grounding, but also put yourself in action, creating what you crave by giving yourself those sensory experiences. So, you know, perhaps it's doing a visualization while lying on the ground, feeling your head on the earth, um, looking up at the vastness of the sky. But I think as adults, we we have to encourage ourselves to go back to that childlike wonder, that idea that play was a priority. And that is going to take a little bit of adjusting, adjusting some of our habits to understand that those moments can be integrated into our day. You know, going back to what season we're in, if we start to think, oh, here comes the you know, the autumn season, it's going to be back to school and holidays coming up and go, 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 go. And really say, "Mm, we can still create time in our day for the self-care and self-love with our, you know, massaging of our face and touching our skin, but also creating wonderful moments for cups of tea and the most comfortable chair in your house with a good book. And that is actually filling you with this deep satisfaction And then you bring that love and that satisfaction to other things. I don't think we realize how our own activation of our choices puts us in the path to feeling empowered to fulfill our dreams. You're so right. And it's so, so true. And something which listeners may be thinking as you talk so beautifully about all of this is they may be thinking okay so I get it when it comes to setting the intentions and doing the visualization and I get it when it comes to actually taking those steps taking those actions which maybe for yourself you know like you said at the beginning you're someone who's quite motivated and quite ambitious and I'm exactly the same as well but that is our personality type and not everyone's personality types like that. So there's almost that middle bit, isn't there? You know, so there's yet the visualizations. Okay. So we motivate ourselves and we really take that moment and that time to visualize. How do we then get to that point where we're ready to go? Okay. So I am going to put those dates in my diary, or I am going to take that action, call that person, whatever it might be, start that face yoga, start doing that workout, go and swim in the ocean, whatever it might be that we want to do to create that joy and to create that dream life. Any tips for that? Because I know that's what, what some people listening may be thinking. Yeah. Uh, You know, a woman by the name of Michelle comes to mind. When she first came to a visual of the virtual wish circle, she was talking about how she had moved into her home with her family about 25 years earlier. And she said that she explained her visualization. And then when she was trying to sort of analyze it, she's like, I really just want to go through all my boxes. Like there's things that I've never really dealt with, which, you know, seems hard to believe after 25 years, but it happens. And I said to her, you know, Michelle, that's just not juicy and delicious enough. Like I can't imagine a wish 
really just being about organizing boxes, especially if you haven't done it for 25 years. And I understand that they're holding energy. There's something about this place that is keeping you from really feeling at home and releasing old things and settling in, whatever that is. I said, we need to really make it so delicious, so exciting to you that you will overcome the urge to not do the thing, to not take action. So she came to another one and she said, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm seeing myself like in an entirely new house. Like it's not this house. Like I see, and she started to really imagine this other thing. Well, about a year later, over the summer, she and her family moved not only to a new home, but a different state, a beautiful home. She has always wanted to live by the beach. She, I mean, it was like, she literally said, you know, her life completely changed. And it was, in my opinion, because she had made the desired outcome so yummy, and I really mean delicious, yummy, activated, something that your whole body is like, oh, that would be so fun, so amazing. Why? Because the goal has to be so much better than any of the tiny voices of doubt, hesitation, because believe me, there was a lot of complicated things and a lot of tremendous amount of physical effort to move her home of 25 years, to galvanize the family, to arrange the finances, to do all the things. But the vision on the other side was so full of joy that she it was just too it was just too good to pass up the same with the look in my son's eye it wasn't like he came back from the beach and was like that was pretty cool it was kind of cold the water he didn't he came back and the look in his eye it was that when harry met sally moment when she says you know i'll have what she's having like it was just so good you're like i want a piece of that pie and if you are listening to this for those you know listeners who are like i don't know what i want that's okay that's okay. Start from a place of curiosity and think about what did you love to do when you were a child? Where are the moments that you're engaged in an activity, even if it's gardening or traveling or couponing, I don't care, whatever it is, that is filled, that makes you feel like at ease, filled with joy, quiet, calm, uh, filled with love, whatever that is, and get curious enough about it. And then ask yourself, imagine if and allow that to expand and to you get to a place where you're like, that would be amazing. Because as a society, there is like ingrained this fear narrative that's like, hey, watch what you wish for. If you wish too big, you might get disappointed. Better not try. And I was even applying for graduate schools and, and someone in my family, I won't name names, I was applying to one of the hardest graduate schools to get into for acting. Uh, and they said to me, um, cause I said, well, I'm going to audition. And he said, are you, they said, are you, you know, really, uh, you know, they only accept, you know, 15 people or whatever. I said, yeah, but there's absolutely no way I would get in if I don't audition. And then the message that was said to me is, well, you know, bad things can happen to good people. And I was like, what message is that? What message is that? I said, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I get it. And I've had bad things happen to me, um, but whatever. I'm still going after my, my dreams. And sure enough, it was, uh, I did get in. So when those moments of doubt come in, it's, it's like, you just have to be so connected to the bigger vision that you're like, okay, 
but I would, the only thing I'm going to regret is not going for it because I'm, I just see and feel this other thing. You have the reminder, you do the visualization, all of those things connect you to the big, delicious, wonderful, uh, goal that you're going for. That is just so amazing. And I think that that is the absolute golden tip in there, which is dream of something which is so exciting and so delicious and so joyful that you absolutely want to take that action. And I think that that's so, so important because often, like you say, with as you so beautifully explained about your client there, she was just trying to put down a goal or something she felt she had to do. But actually, yep. as soon as she dreamt, about something which filled her with so much joy. She was able to take the action. And I think that's the key for anyone listening that does want to manifest, does want to live a different lifestyle, have a different career. Maybe they want to um, get fitter in their body, in their face, whatever it might be. Really set goals which make you feel so excited and so joyful. And like you so wonderfully say, Alexa, things that make you feel almost like a child who wants to play, like when we were children. Yeah. Because I think as adults, we take life too seriously. And we're all guilty of that. We take yeah. life far too seriously. We forget that life is meant to be joyful. Life is meant to be exciting. And we build up those narratives, just like my narrative about the snorkeling, that narrative in our yes. head that maybe we've heard something from someone once that for some reason just seeped itself into our subconscious and held us back for so many years. And for some people, it really is decades and decades of holding back because people say, maybe like you explained then, you know, bad things happen to good people. Maybe we hear that once and then it stops us from dreaming as big as we deserve to dream. So I think that that really is the thing, you know, just think about something which excites you and even start small. It can be exciting things that are small. Like you said, you know, going swimming at dawn in the ocean, if that excites you, it doesn't have to be a whole big business plan it can just right. be a fun joyful thing because abundance and joy does create more abundance and joy and love yes 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 you know one of the practices that i found out about i think i was traveling in dc was the swedish ritual of fika and fika is like a late afternoon cup of something warm and delicious and a little treat and, you know, there's that sort of four o'clock slump and also four o'clock tends to be when my boys come home and, and when I integrate and I do often integrate like fika, this little ritual in the afternoon, it's just the sweet little break that I need to just, you know, connect with, and oh, the other part of Fika is to connect with somebody else, to have a little conversation, a little moment of connection. It's like the opposite of like a smoke break, <laughs> but it's, um, but it's such a beautiful way to have like a little self-care, a little treat, a little moment of pause to just check in with yourself. And so is it the world's juiciest, you know, dream and wish? It's a little baby wish that actually gives you that boost of support to help you carry on. So I've made that a priority in my day and I look forward to it. And I also realize, you know, you talk about the contagiousness, I guess, I guess the word I'll add, I'll add that into of joy, you know, instead of this silly virus, but th this idea of like the contagiousness of joy is it does start to make you realize and reflect again with curiosity instead of criticism, who is in my life 
that is also supporting me with love and encouragement. Because again, you know, the life, it, the world can be full of a lot of narratives of fear and people who are living stories of limitation or doubts and, and the rest of it, all human, it's understandable. And yet, when you start to bring your awareness to who do you have in your circle and what energy are you feeding on? So this process of moving in the direction of your wishes, it is a journey of self-discovery. And because I, like you, believe that we did not come to this planet to suffer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I believe that we came on this planet to grow and to be expressions of joy and love and change and all these good things. And And that your story of your life really largely dictates your experience of your life. And for years, I've been giving a talk called Change Your Story, Change Your Life. And this idea was to bring this awareness to the habitual ways that we think, the way we act. And when you notice with gentle curiosity, you can start to reframe, rephrase those narratives, choose which things that you've learned that don't serve you anymore, like bad things happen to good people. Fortunately, I had enough self-awareness at the time that I was like, yeah, I'm not, that's not happening to me. <laughs> like, That's not my philosophy. But had I heard that when I was a very young child, and let's say my family exhibited, exhibited that philosophy in their own lives, it may have become ingrained in me. But for whatever reason, I came into this world very clear and very determined that I uh, was committed to self-discovery. I really do think that was always part of my path. And because I've always loved people, I've had a natural curiosity about people, um, that has kept me open to find the methodologies and the teachings and my own path of self-discovery, which I then could then pass on to other people. I love that. And I'm so interested. And this interests me was my my first question I was going to ask you, but we'll make it the final question because <laughs> I feel like it's just been such a wonderful chat. And also I feel like I could chat to you for hours, by the way. <laughs> same, <laughs> but, what same. Really, but what I'm really interested in knowing is when did your journey into wellness, holistic health, spirituality happen? Because obviously you said that your purpose, you know, your purpose for coming into this world, but did you always know that as a child or was there a particular moment where you started to live this life of joy and abundance? I do think that I've always had this wonder of people. And when I was a little child, um, it was actually a bit turbulent. And I I was the kid that was entertaining my family, keeping everybody happy. And so whether it was like lip singing to Donna Summer songs or just generally being the center of attention, I just loved people. And I took that love of people and I started studying with an amazing acting teacher in in high school, in middle school and high school. She introduced me to the book. uh, We did a production of Studs Terkel's book, Working, in which he has these essays of working people. And we did monologues. We performed monologues about them. And I think that that one experience really opened me up to really being fascinated with the human story and from lots of different perspectives. I took that and I studied acting um, both at Northwestern and then at the Yale School of Drama. And then I started the life of a professional actress. I was working in TV and film and commercials, and I was shooting an episode of a TV show, Bones, and I lived in LA. And the more that I worked, the more that I realized 
that being on set and spending a lot of time, which is the business of acting, is very different from, let's say, the, the my life that I had as a stage performer. And I spent a ton of hours on set. And I had this sneaking suspicion that I perhaps had made not the right choice of careers, not because I didn't love acting. I loved acting, but because there was so much downtime that I, there was so much time being wasted. That was that that's one perspective that I have. I, I, I cherish time. And I was in this episode of the TV show bones and I was a guest star and I played a lawyer and something bad happened to my character. And I had this fake blood. I was laying on the floor of the dirty LA times building where we were filming and, you know, 15 hours into the shoot, maybe 12 hours into the shoot. And I had fake blood coming out of my mouth and I completely panicked silently. And I thought, what am I doing with my life? Like, this cannot be why I came here on the planet. And I literally said a prayer to the universe, please give me a sign because I think I am meant for more. And while on the outside, my career is going well, I, I, there must be a bigger reason that I can take my talent and my time because it hurt. It pained my heart to see how many people put themselves down while comparing themselves to the celebrities they saw in film and television and magazines, because I worked with so many celebrities and they literally are like anybody else, but then they have a team of people come in and make them look however they look and the filters of the camera and blah, blah, blah. And I, my philosophy was, imagine if people could understand that they are the star of their own life, that they have as much light and star power as anyone else. And if I could teach them, you know, I didn't have that thought yet because on the dirty floor, I just was panicking. But then two days later, a friend of mine called me up out of the blue and said, you know, Alexa, I need a media trainer for a very high profile client. And I thought of you, I think you'd be perfect at it. And I didn't even think. I just said, yes, 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 absolutely. And that literally set the next season of my career. And I became a confidence and communication coach. That one opportunity led me to create a website, which led me to create my first online course. And now that has led to, I think there's about 136,000 students that I have who take my online courses in confidence and public speaking and learning how to unlock something I call your 1,000-watt presence, this light that is inside of you. And I was very busy going about my life with courses and speaking engagements and co-private coaches when lo and behold, and I kid you not, you hear this on a lot of entrepreneur stories, um, I was had a download in the shower and I heard the name wish beads. I saw intention setting jewelry. I saw a lot of the philosophies that I believed where you get clear about your wishes and goals. You write them down. You, um, you, you make them very, very specific so that you have a roadmap for where you want to go. But the integration of a wearable reminder of that, it just came to me like in a moment. And I was like, what? Like making a physical product is very different from creating online courses and digital content. But I was curious enough that I ran out of the shower, dripping wet, ran to my computer. And I was like, the name Wishbeads is so obvious that I just have to see if it's available. <laughs> and I go online and sure enough, wishbeads.com is available and the trademark is available. And I took it as a sign. And I was like, okay, universe, if this is what you want me to do, I'm going to go secure these things. 
And then I'm going to figure it out how I'm going to make this happen. And that was an entirely new chapter, but it's, I've always been in the business of helping people unlock their light and live their deepest purpose. That's so wonderful. I love that. And I always think that the best ideas come when we're in the bath and shower. Right? <laughs> All of mine do. I don't know why, but they really do. But you're My so- friend Tamara says it's God's phone booth. <laughs> oh, really? I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> but how perfect. And again, you know, going back to what we said in our very first sentence together, it's all about perfect timing. And it really was for you. And all those steps you went through have led you to the amazing life that you're living now. And, it, and it's so wonderful to see your gorgeous jewelry and your gorgeous book and your wish circles and everything you do. And I know that my listeners will be just dying to know more about what you do. So if people want to get in contact with you, how can they? They do that. Sure. You can find all of my work on two places. One is wishbeads.com and on Instagram at wishbeads.official. And my other world is housed over at alexafisher.com. So you can learn about that. Um, the two are quite complimentary. And then Danielle, I forgot, I always share this on whenever I'm interviewed or I'm interviewing other people, but my biggest wish is to create an event where over a million people are wishing at once where we activate this collective energy of intention setting. And it is a global event. So I am actively working with some pretty exciting partners in pulling this off. It's not for a few years because it takes a while to build big, ambitious things like that. But I'm excited to sort of plant that seed in everyone's imagination, in their minds and hearts, um, because I believe, especially now, as we are realizing the preciousness of our planet and the people on this planet, that we can activate that idea of a collective energy of hope and um, and kindness and love. And when we do it collectively, that has some, some energetic power to it. So that is my greatest wish and my big wish that I'm always working towards. So if you connect with me on my platforms, you will stay in the loop about the progress that we're making on that endeavor and you can join us. Oh, and I hope that wish does come true for you. And in fact, I know it will come true for you. And I hope I can be there as well. It sounds absolutely amazing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's great. And I love that you're, you're talking about your wishes. And I think that just as the last thing to say to everyone, we mustn't be afraid to talk about our wishes to people. You know, you've opened that wish to us here on this podcast. And I'm sure you've talked about it to other people as well. And that really does help that manifestation. So I think anyone that's listening, start talking to people, start saying, you know, this is my biggest dream because it really does help bring it into fruition. It certainly does. You know, in my book, Wish Work, it is one of the steps, little tiny steps that you do to take action. I don't think visualizing in and of itself, it, when you couple visualizing with action, um, that's when the momentum really starts to happen. And so when we say that, you know, we are enlisting the help of other people, you know, finding that network of love and support, the individuals who are cheering you on, that is just going to move you um, more in the direction of your of your desires. So yes, I'm a big fan of just say it. It feels so good. (laughs) It feels so, so good. And Alexa, it has felt so good chatting to you today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been a big fan and I'm so delighted we, we made this work. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Alexa. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.